Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal lovers everywhere, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Thanks for waking up early or staying up late, whatever the case may be to join us today. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and I've actually been part of the Pet Place since 1991. Back then, we were a television show that featured adoptable pets from shelters and rescues all over Southern California. It was a pretty novel idea at the time. We talked about spaying and neutering, responsible pet ownership, and what great companions shelter animals make. One of our founding shelters that helped us every week was the Long Beach Animal Shelter. And now, since we're back in Long Beach here on the radio, I thought it was only fitting to invite Ted Stevens, the manager of the Long Beach Animal Shelter, back to the pet place. The shelter has come a long way since 1991, and Ted has some very cool stories about all the success they're having with adoptions. Then, after our halftime break, author Howard Van Ness will delight dog lovers with details of his new book, Doggy Love, Why We Love Dogs So Much. The book includes the history of dogs and their human connection, why they make us laugh and feel happy, and their general cuteness factor. This and more are just on the other side of a lightning fast break, so keep your radio tuned to KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be back in a flash. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'm so overjoyed to introduce our first guest this morning. He is from the animal shelter that has been with the Pet Place from our earliest incarnation, our pet adoption television show. It's the Long Beach Animal Shelter's manager, Ted Stevens. Good morning, Ted. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so happy that you're able to be here. Long Beach is really special to the animal shelter, or actually to the pet place, because you guys used to bring animals to our TV show. Were you around back then? I was not around. Uh, it's actually pretty interesting, but I have some staff that have been working here for decades, and they actually brought me in a folder with several pictures, old school black and white pictures from the TV show, and uh, some of my staff that were actually on the show and pictures of them on the show, and uh it's pretty interesting. It was pretty fun, and, and we actually, because of that show, we literally got about 100,000 animals adopted from shelters and rescues in Southern California over the 20 years we were on TV. So something to be very proud of and something that Long Beach was very much a key factor in. That's definitely something to be proud of. That's, that's very amazing, actually. And your shelter has actually gone through a lot of changes over the years, and and you're a pretty incredible shelter. Can you tell our listeners a little about it? Yeah, it really is. Um, it, it is a very nice place. People are generally very surprised when they come here because we're we're outdoors. Um, our our the the areas are called cottages. Um, it's it's just a very beautiful place. You almost kind of feel like you're. You don't really feel like you're at an animal shelter. You kind of feel like you're. Just at a, at a, at a, um, it's just a nice place to come. Uh, it's pretty unique in that uh, about 11 or so years ago, uh, we partnered, the city partnered up with the SPCA LA uh, to form a private uh, public partnership 
where we combined resources and money. The city uh, gave the land. Uh, SPCOA helped build the buildings, and we kind of share space here. And the SPCOA um, handles the adoptions for us. Wow, that's pretty uh, cool. They handle the vast cool. majority of adoption. So it's, it's a really nice partnership. It uh, saves money on our end because they have the staffing and the resources to do all the adoptions, and then I can focus on what we need to do over here as, as far as uh, getting animals returned to their owners and, and things like that. So it's a really nice partnership, and it, it really allows for a really nice facility that we have here. And your adoption statistics have gone way, way up. Back in the early 90s, there was still incredible euthanasia in Long Beach, and I know that's completely turned around. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, I can talk about that. It's it's uh, It's been really nice. Um, we, I, I, you know, as, as great as our stats are getting, I know we're getting uh, we're getting up there, especially with our, our dog and our cat. Our cat um, numbers are higher than than averages for other shelters. But, you know, we still have a long way to go. We still have a lot of animals coming here uh, that need to find homes. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep working hard to do what we can to find homes for as many animals as we can. That's very cool. And I bet education is a huge factor in that effort. It really is. Ed- education is huge. Um, you know, I think the more the public knows uh, about animal care issues, I think the better the better things will be for everyone. Well, here you are. You have your soapbox right now, and you can address the general public. What do you think the most important thing is that people need to know about? Uh, you know, uh, I just had this discussion with someone the other day. We came up with kind of a top five, and I think uh, in no particular order, but I think one of the biggest things, especially when someone loses their pet, is having a microchip in your animal. It's oh, just definitely. taking advantage of that technology and having the microchip um, you know, we have we carry scanners in our vehicles, and I mean, it can happen sometimes where the officer will catch a, a, a lost animal. We can scan it. Oh, hey, this dog just lives two blocks away, and just take the dog right home instead of bringing him back here to the shelter. That's great. Um, it's great for the pet. It's great for the the human. It's and it's, and it's great for us. We don't their, have to bring the, the oh, animal back here and take definitely. the space. Um, it's their yeah. voice because animals can't talk. So if they have a microchip, it's right. their ticket to get right back home again. Yeah, and, of course, know, often, putting a regular old-fashioned collar and tag on, too. But so many people forget to put collars and tags on. But if they have a microchip, they're there no matter what. Right. I was going to say that the collars often will fall off. Or, you know, people don't put them on the dog when they're in the backyard. They only put it on when they take them for a walk. Um, and that's not when they get out. They get out when they're in their backyard. So right. it's very it's very often that they don't have a collar. And, you know, the microchip is great. We've had um, people get reunited with dogs that were stolen from them five years ago. Mm-hmm. We've had, uh, we had someone just recently from Visalia that lost their dog in Visalia a year ago, and the dog ended up here in our shelter in Long wow. Beach. Yeah. And we had a microchip, and we called them, and they were able to drive down and get their lost doggy. Hey, that brings me to one of my pet peeves, and that is when you find a pet, no matter how cute and adorable it is, even if it doesn't have ID tags on, you can't keep it. It's not yours. <laughs> it belongs to somebody else. Yes, we um, we get that a lot. Uh, I think there's there's a lot of people, not only do they just not do they want to keep it, but... I think they feel like, well, we don't want to bring it to the shelter. They're just going to kill it. Yeah, I've heard um, that before. We get that a lot. We see that a lot on Facebook, you mm-hmm. know, and, and on uh, the web pages that we kind of monitor. And people are like, oh, I found this dog, and, you know, we need to find the owner. And 
I don't want to take it to the shelter. Well, you know, nine times out of ten, actually almost ten times out of ten, if someone's looking for their lost pet, this is where they're going to come. Absolutely. Um, they might not necessarily know what website to go to or what. You know, some people do still have that fear of bringing their animal here, and, and we always tell them um, if the animal goes unclaimed, you know, obviously you have the opportunity to come back and adopt it or, exactly. you know, if somebody doesn't come back to get it. But at, at a bare minimum, they are required by law to provide us with a picture and contact information for them. If someone, well, we can post it on the board. We keep books in the front. People can come in and look through. Someone sees their animal that we can get a hold of this person and say, hey, this person has your animal. So at a bare minimum, they have to they have to notify us that they have found a dog somewhere so that, that's great. We can put that out there, but you're right. A lot of people think they can just keep it. You know what? If you turn a pet over to the shelter, and if it doesn't get claimed by its owner, and if nobody else adopts it, and you want it, you can just adopt it yourself from the shelter. And the fantastic thing about that is when you get a pet from a shelter, it's spayed or neutered, it's vaccinated, it has a health exam, it has a microchip, right? Yes, It that's, has that's everything correct. that you would be paying big bucks for at your local veterinarian that you get at a huge discount if you adopt from an animal shelter. <laughs> that's a very good point. Not very many people know that, but you're right. It is at a very much reduced price than if you were going to do that on your own. Right. So if you find an animal that you fall in love with, turn it into the shelter, give the original owners that opportunity to find it there, and if they don't, what a deal. You get this whole package for being a good Samaritan. Yes, I, I, I agree. Hey, I want to get you back onto your path of your five most important <laughs> points. I know we diverged a wee bit. Well, well, my, well, no, but that was good because that is probably one of the most important ones. And, and licensing, obviously rabies and licensing. Okay. Um, kind of goes along with the microchips. Uh, I know a lot of people think out there, oh, rabies is not a big deal. You know, we haven't had a rabies case in whatever how many years. And, and you know, the fact of the matter is, is rabies is still out there. Yes, um, there are bats testing positive for rabies all through L.A. County all the time. Um, and it is still out there. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is have your dog have an altercation with wildlife possibly be exposed to rabies and not have a current vaccination. Exactly. Um, because then you're talking about, 60-day, 180-day quarantine periods, sometimes state-mandated euthanasia wow. if they have uh, contact with a wild animal. And so it's so really, much easier a rabies vaccination shot. is very cheap and mm-hmm. a very easy way to protect your animal. And um, I couldn't agree more. Right, and then licensing, obviously, is, is, a, is key and important. It's another way for us to... And I don't know if many people know this, but in Long Beach, you know, if you have a current license you are actually, uh, we have benefits that come along with that. It's kind of like a, a yeah. mini insurance plan. Um, people may not be aware of, but uh, they're, they get at least one per year, they get what's called a free ride home, uh-huh. which basically means if you come get your dog, you know, if we pick up your animal, it's currently licensed, and you come to get it right away, we don't charge you all the fees that would be associated with impounding that animal. Oh, you excellent. Get, you get your one free ride home a year. So if the meter reader leaves, leaves the gate open and you've been responsible otherwise, mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah, wow. you get a free ride home. Awesome. Um, you get fast track, uh, which which is also part of where a lot of times we'll just take, we'll, we'll call you and say, hey, we have your dog, are you home? We'll come bring it to you right now. Oh, nice. Um, that's, part, that's part of having a current license. We have vacation pet alert where uh, – 
people can call us and let us know, hey, we're going on vacation and my grandma or my sister-in-law is going to be watching the dog. If anything happens, contact her. We put that in the system. That way if the dog shows up here, because that happens a lot when people are on vacation and the other person feeding it and the dog gets out. You're really full and service. Then, and then we know, and these are all free services for people that have current licenses. So. That is very, very cool. Hey, I want to move right along because we only have about two more minutes left. Okay. I suppose you're a big advocate of spaying and neutering. Spaying and neutering was going to be my was my next one, and I don't want to think that it's not as important as the other ones. It's probably the, one of the most important things. Does the city offer spay and neuter services? Um, the city itself, we don't offer it ourselves like here at the shelter at least not yet okay um but we do offer once a month we give out um vouchers or throughout the month but it's on the first thursday of the month we give out a 30 dollar voucher good towards your spay or neuter of your cat or dog yes. at any of our participating uh, veterinarian hospitals and do those participating veterinary hospitals offer good deals also because i uh, know that the price for spaying and neutering really varies from very low to very high yeah i mean there's obviously some of them on there that are less expensive than others um we can't we can't direct people to any one clinic what we ask them to do is to call around and and choose the veterinarian that they're the most comfortable with um, and to get prices from all the different vets, and then they can they can make the decision on their own. But some of the vet ones obviously offer a better deal than others. Makes sense. Hey, let's give out your website address because I'm sure your location, your hours of operation, all sorts of wonderful information is there. Yes, uh, our website is www.longbeach.gov/acs, and then. I'd also like to, if I can, I'd really like to, to direct people to go to like us on Facebook. We post pictures of our adoptable animals constantly. Oh, um, we actually take, we have a volunteer photographer who's awesome who takes glamour shots of all of our adoptable <laughs> animals, and we post them on our Facebook page. And if you can find us on, like us on Facebook and, and help pass those pictures around to friends and neighbors and help get some more animals adopted. Sounds like a great idea, and that's just the Long Beach Animal Shelter. Yes. Excellent. I am so pleased you were able to join us today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. We need to take a quick pet place break now, but when we return, author Howard Van Ness will be stopping by to talk about his new book, Doggy Love, Why We Love Dogs So Much. So stay right where you are, tuned to KJAZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be back with more of the Pet Place Radio Show. Welcome back to The Pet Place on KJAZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'd like to welcome author and fellow dog lover to the show. It's Howard Van S. Good morning, Howard. Thanks for joining us today. Well, good morning. I'm very glad to be here. So I understand you have written a very interesting book called Doggy Love, Why We Love Dogs So Much. Yep, that's right. What inspired you to write this story? Oh, great question. Um, uh, this past year, I uh, was... Um, well, I should say, this past year, my girlfriend had four dogs living with her, and two of the dogs uh, were temporary rescues, but they were just the cutest little dogs in the world. And um, as the person who expresses a lot of his world through writing and uh, through books, uh, it, it just uh, inspired me to, to write about these dogs. They were just the, the cutest dogs you could ever imagine. Uh, one was a, uh, a golden 
uh, a blend, and the other was a uh, a little uh, Chihuahua slash um, uh, Pitbull blend. Wow. And uh, they Chihuahua were just the cutest, Pitbull? craziest dog. What's that? <laughs> Did you say Chihuahua Pitbull? Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's real interesting because I have to tell you, the only dog that has ever bitten me in my entire life, and I've I've dealt with thousands of dogs in my lifetime, has been a Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> they could be they could be pretty feisty. So combining that with uh, the reputation of Pitbull, which I have to tell you, I always defend Pitbulls. I think they're the sweetest, most lovable dogs in the world if they're socialized mm-hmm. and trained and brought up to be good mannered dogs. So I I have no prejudgment against pit bulls, but it's just funny to hear that we've got the Chihuahua pit bull mix. <laughs> well, well, you know, I think they they canceled them out because the, the dog was very loving. Although, absolutely, it did like to nibble and bite on everything. There's no question about that, in, including me. <laughs> was it a puppy? But, yeah, well, puppy, two years old. Okay, okay. Because sometimes it takes dogs about two years to grow out of that real mouthy stage. I know that I had a little dog that chewed up every mo- every expensive computer cable I had for at least two years. <laughs> and then yeah, finally you, you know, just grew out of it for no explainable yeah, reason. You know, I, I can relate to that. Now, getting back to your book, <laughs> yeah. tell me a little bit about it. What What would the reader expect to find within the covers? Sure. So, um, in the in this book, uh, it's a combination of pictures, lots and lots of pictures, and uh, and words uh, about our relationship with dogs. Uh, it begins with a little bit on the history of uh, our relationship to dogs, which goes back about fifteen thousand years when people, uh, humans, uh, 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 took uh, semi-tamed uh, wolves. Right. And uh, incorporated them into their hunting parties, and, uh-huh. uh, and then it, it kind of uh, goes on from there. And um, uh, I- inside the book, uh, I talk about uh, dogs that are used for companionship, and mm-hmm. uh, dogs that are are rescue dogs, and, uh, and dogs that are just silly and make us laugh and entertain us. So. Um, there's lots and lots of pictures for people to see, and there's also uh, some words that describe, you know, our history and relationship to dogs. Well, that's pretty cool. I know that I've always been very fascinated with the early joining of human beings and canines, and there's this terrific Larson cartoon. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It has a scene with about three or four cavemen going about doing their business, and this wolf that's sitting next to them, and he's got big, goofy eyes, and his tongue is hanging out about a foot, and he looks kind of dopey. And then you see a couple other wolves in the bushes looking down at him, and they're saying, yeah, that's Bob, all right, but look at that goofy look on his face. He's been domesticated, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, domesticated dogs... They they really are pretty cute, pretty funny. They really entertain us. They certainly have come a long way from their wolf counterparts, and and they've become our companions and our, our sweet little friends, and I couldn't imagine life without them. Uh, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I, I think that's, that's what drove me to write this uh, and produce this book was uh, to celebrate and honor our, our relationship with, with dogs. So you were talking about some of the photos in there. Are you a photographer also? 
No, I, I'm not. Although there is one photo in here that I did take, um, but um, most of the photos I, I acquired from other sources. And um, what I do do well is uh, pick photos very, very well. So I'm a former creative director from an ad agency, so I have a, a good eye for imagery. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I did pick out the photos for the book, but most of them I did not take. Ah, okay. Now, is this book exclusively for dog people, or would pretty much anybody enjoy it? Well, I think that anybody who relates to animals, I mean, if you hate animals, it's <laughs> probably not going to be yeah, uh, yeah. I guess a, a great thing sense. for you to read. But uh, <laughs> if, if you have even a small place in your heart for animals, um, you're going you're gonna to love this book. And, and what I found, and it was not my intention when I created this book, but kids absolutely love this book. And it seems like a lot of parents uh, want to buy this book as a gift for kids. Well, that's so, really uh, nice because I know that even kids who are developing reading skills, if there's a lot of engaging pictures that they can yep. look at, they can look at the pictures, and as a parent or as a teacher, you can ask the child to talk about the picture, and, and that gets them connected to books, which I really, really encourage. And animal-themed books really help children learn to love books for some reason. Yep. You know, that's, that's the great bridge of animals, as you know. I mean, just, it, whether it's through a book or just walking down the street with, with a dog, you know, people or some other animal, people want to stop and talk to you. And uh, that's one of the other great gifts that, that uh, our pets or, or dogs uh, provide for us is this bridge between us and other humans. Definitely. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. If you're a single person and you have a dog and you go to the beach – almost immediately you can start conversations with people and, and meet other nice people who are animal people. And I always encourage single people, if you want to meet nice people, take your dog to the beach and meet other animal people. Those are the people you want to meet. You don't want to meet people in bars. <laughs> you know, that, that's really great advice. <laughs> you could probably put uh, some of the more uh, well-known dating sites out of business <laughs> if you start to promote that. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Hey, have but it's you... it's true. You, you, yeah, you know, I, I, I... What's that? Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's You were saying uh, it's true. I was going to say, you know, I, I'm originally from the East Coast. I, I moved to California about 15 years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, when I lived on the East Coast, I had a dog, and, and I, of course, would... And I was single, and I did take him to the beach, and I did take him uh, to uh, some uh, dog obedience classes, and, and I did meet some very nice women that way as a result of having a dog. They're just a, a great pardon the term chick magnet, but they are. You know, people want to know about your dog, and then they start talking to you. Absolutely. And and clearly you met somebody who is an animal person who does rescue. And, and i got to say, the nicest people on the planet are people who do rescue and care about animals because if you could care about other things other than yourself, which unfortunately a lot of people, that's all they care about, they tend to be nice people. So animal people are great, and I'm really thrilled to hear that that your special person is an animal rescuer. Well, thanks, and I couldn't agree with you more uh, about uh, animal people because uh, they have good hearts and good spirits. Have you written any other books about animals? Yes, as a matter of fact, I have a companion book to the Doggy Love book called Kitty Cat Love, Ah. uh, Why why We Love (laughs) Uh, why we love cats so much. <laughs> Gee, I wonder how I didn't guess that. 
<laughs> and are you going to write one about birds? <laughs> you know, it, it has been suggested, uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, so has uh, so. So has the subject of uh, horses and reptiles. Ah, so, there you go. Okay, so you, we'll you've see. got your next we'll few see. years work cut out for you. <laughs> yep, we'll have we'll have the whole animal kingdom covered here pretty soon. Has it been an enjoyable endeavor for you? Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, the best part of it uh, has been, well, a picking photos because uh, photos just touch your heart. You know, whether uh, uh, on the cover of the doggy book, there's this precious picture of a chihuahua with sunglasses that Aww. that just is so cute. And mm-hmm. uh, when people see that, or they see the picture of um, uh, a dog pulling on a shoe by the shoelace, or a picture of a rescued dog going through the rubble, um, or a dog catching a frisbee, it just brings a smile to their face. And you know what? When I see somebody smile um, because they've seen that, that makes me really smile. Aww. And uh, it's it's wonderful to touch people in that way. So oh, it, sure it's, it's been wonderful. Rewarding. Yeah. Is this a nice coffee table book? Absolutely. Nice, big Perfect. Book? Yeah, it's eight and a half by eight and a half. Um, the most of the pictures are full page and in color, and the type is large. So it's and you can jump in any place in the book and you know and read and, and see pictures. Um, so whether you want to spend you know a half hour reading it or just a few minutes, it'd be an ideal uh, coffee table book. So is it a series of short stories about no, different animals? No, it goes chapter from chapter. Okay, okay. So I understand then. So if you wanted to read about the history of dogs, you could do that and then set it down. Yeah, exactly. Come back and read. Exactly. What are some of the other topics? Well, it just so happens I have a copy of the book here in my hand, <laughs> and I can tell you exactly what the chapters are. So, um, as you Actually, mentioned, what's little... your absolute favorite chapter? Because we have about a minute, and I want you to also tell where we can get the book. Okay, great. So I think my the absolute favorite chapter is the entertainment and cuteness factor. <laughs> well, I could relate to that. Okay. And yep. where can we find your book? Okay, the book can be found on Amazon. Um, again, it's Doggy Love, Why We Love Dogs So Much, and it's available both as a hard copy and as a Kindle copy. Excellent. Howard, your book just sounds marvelous, and I know our listeners will truly enjoy it. So thanks for spending a little time with us this morning to talk about the highlights. Well, Marie, it's been my pleasure, and thank you so much for having me on. Very good. It is time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, get set for Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ. 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hula, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. I want to remind everyone about the third annual Surf City Surf Dog Weekend going on this weekend. Pooches will be able to hang 20 in surfing competitions and strut their stuff in a variety of doggone fun activities and contests throughout the weekend. 
all while raising funds for animal welfare organizations. Huntington Beach is the perfect venue for the growing sport of dog surfing. Surf City Surf Dog entrants will compete in four weight class divisions and will be judged on a variety of skills, including the duration of their ride and their confidence on the board. Marine conditions, such as the size of the wave, will also be taken into consideration. Prizes will be awarded to the top dogs, but of course, all pooches will be winners and will receive a participation award. Dogs that prefer to keep all four paws on dry land still can strut their stuff by entering the Paabunga Canine Costume Contest or participating in the Barking Buddha Doga. The public and their pets are also welcome at the two-day hot Diggity Dog Expo that will feature more than 40 pet-related vendors and organizations. A portion of the event entry fees will benefit the following official charity partners. Southern California Bulldog Rescue, Huntington Dog Beach, Orange County Humane Society, and Westie Rescue of Orange County and beyond. Registration fees vary for the competitions and activities. For more information, event schedule, or to register, please visit www.surfcitysurfdog.com. And if you missed any of this, it's also on our calendar at www.petplace.org. Well, that's all for me today. Remember... Pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of The Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.